Hello, it's time for Layback with Betfair. I'm Tom Haylock with Miles Fitzner this week. Miles, what a huge weekend. I said it was the biggest weekend in sport and history of the world off air. It's uh, always a massive weekend. I can't wait. Grand final Saturday, but we've got three days of racing. We've got Friday night, Sunday at Sandown, and we've got uh, the Golden Rose meeting at Rose Hill on Saturday. Can't wait for all of that, and uh, what a better way to... To spend it with you, mate. Public holiday Thursday. Yeah, look, uh, we can put that in the lay bin off the top, yeah. working on a public holiday. No, but Tommy, great to be here. Good to be back and nice to be sitting in the chair on this side, not having to do the host duties and, and follow it along. How does it feel? Because you're usually on the other side of the fence with me on, on SEN. I like, How does it feel? I like this expert tag. Has, no, you fill in with oh, the tag. Oh, sorry. Not, uh, yeah, not, I, thought, uh, I thought you wanted me in as, a, as an expert. <laughs> but um, no, I, I always love uh, of coming in and talking to you and yeah, huge week uh, for sport just in general. Uh, town's a buzz, but the racing's heating up with Mooney Valley or Sydney, Sandown Sunday. Um, not too sure about some of the racing on Saturday, but uh, really looking forward to getting into a few features. We'll start with Mooney Valley as we do and um, huge Friday night meeting rail in the true soft seven, I reckon. Beautiful day uh, as we come to you on Thursday. It might be um, we'll dry up throughout Thursday, but then a few showers around Friday. So I reckon it'll be on a five or a six, depending on how much rainfall. It's a bit like that in Melbourne and Sydney this week because there has been some weather patterns come through and I think it's, it's pretty important to to note that you really need to get the weather on the day and, and doing your form, uh, you probably need to be aware that it can deteriorate or could get wetter. So, look, I, I'm working on probably a soft seven at the moment, um, but I do have plans in place if it does get a little bit wetter, especially for Sandown on Sunday. Yes, but on. Well, let's get stuck in the Mooney Valley Friday nights. We might uh, duck over there after the SEN show, mate. We might head over to Mooney Valley. But Betfair Edge Live. Yes, 6 to 7. Tune in. Um, race 6, the JRA Cup. Group 3, non-confirmist, the early scratching. We've got a good race. Uh, great house, Macram. Desert icon in the mix as well. Fitzy, who are you leaning to? Uh, I'm leaning to a couple here and and a couple that are reasonable outside of the favourite great house. Uh, Desert icon here for the Waller team. Superb win last start at Mooney Valley. Uh, uh, I thought um, 55 kilos inside gate, beat the Perth Cup winner in Midnight Blue. Uh, the track and trip record's excellent um, and, look, can handle the soft going. So pretty happy with Desert Icon. But one at value here too, Tommy, is Nerve Not Verve. And you've got a horse here that's three from five track and trip. And I say this before uh, to a lot of people, and I'll say it again, that when horses go to the valley and they like it, they grow a length and they grow a leg, and you have to respect that. Hey, Doc, I always use as the example, he was always two lengths a better horse there. Nerve Not Verve clearly loves this track and trip, and uh, when you've got a horse like that, you have to respect it. So they're the two that I'm going to be shopping around, probably late with Betfair. I think we'll get a late drift because the money will come for Great House. Yeah, I think Great House is a horse to beat. And for that reason, my player of the race is to lay Macram. I think uh, it's the lay on the race, this six-year-old gelding. Obviously, beat home Great House last start, Fitzy, but a Great House ran 12.32, fastest final 200 metres of that race, quicker than Macram. Um, up to 20.40, I think, will suit Great House and meets two and a half kilos better. So um, I think he can turn the tables. Uh, I think he's a horse to beat. My player of the race is to lay Macram, as I said. I give um, I give the other horse, um, Desert Icon, a chance as well in the race. I just... I'm, I'm querying that form a little bit from Desert Icon's race last start, but I think if that's the, not the right form line, Desert Icon can beat Macram as well. So that's why I'm pretty keen to lay Macram in the race number seven there. But I've got great house on top, mate. Non-conformist was in that race up to its neck, but uh, it's obviously going to go somewhere else. Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Um, 
Let's get to race seven, the group one, Moya Stakes. What a race it is. This is a, a fantastic sprint. Sprints don't get much better than this other than the top echelon races like the Everest. Um, a lot of speed in this race, Fitzy. We've got Zoo Style working forward. Malkovich, generational kick up. Calling Gatter from the inside. Rothfire, who won the lead up. And then you've got Maliva, Bella Nipatina drawn wide. There's a lot of pressure in the race. It's a really, really good race Friday night. We've got the rail in the true, as I said. It was in the true last um, last time at Mooney Valley. It'll be chopped up. It'll play a bit more evenly. Um, which way are you leaning to in the uh, Group 1 Moya? A uh, few chances here. I think really, really good race. And not one I'm going to be probably having a max stake bet in at all. I'm probably just a few nibbles on a few. Pulele has to be respected, of course. First up record's elite. Uh, and look, they're letting the star go nice and early. Interesting with... Going straight into a lot first up into a Moya, I thought they might have gone somewhere else um, because I think this is probably the horse that they may take to the Everest. I think they've got a couple of they've got the slot. They've got a couple of three year olds as well now, obviously in secret, and a couple of them that might put the hand up on the back of backing up from a Golden Rose. So Pilate's got to make his case here if he wants a slot in the Everest. Yeah, I, I just don't know whether or not the Valley's it for it. I mean, track and trip, it's it's uh, it's one from one, um, but this might just be a little bit too hot. A few chances. Let's go down the bottom. We mentioned Coolangatta in a future show uh, you and I did elsewhere, and, and Coolangatta from an inside draw gets in at the minimum here um, with 50 kilos, and I think this is a horse that uh, I, I can put a line through last run. I thought it probably just did enough. Um, I think if you're getting double figures about Coolangatta, uh, you have to have a nibble there. Uh, another one I want to touch on is the Inferno up the top, and I know you know a little bit about this horse, but that run at Mooney Valley last start, it wasn't that far off them, uh, off Rothfire and Zoo Style. It had the inside draw, 58 and a half kilos, and uh, gets in here almost the same, but draws out a little bit wider, and I think with a second up record, uh, like it does four from five, why we're getting around sort of 20 to $22 for the Inferno, crazy. So a couple of nibbles there. I think Pulele has to go in your numbers, and look, maybe even a horse like Bella Nipatina that sort of after that last win, um, and drawing a wider gate, might be able to come over the top. But really, really good race. Happy to risk September run. Extremely lucky. Maliva, Isotope. Zoo Style's probably the other one that can. But I don't think Rothfire, unless he's properly back, I don't think he can put two on the trot together. Oh, big call, big call. Um, yes, i got Pulele on top tipping-wise. But the two bets for me in the race are the Inferno. I don't know why Rothfire's $5, the Inferno's 20 It makes no sense. It doesn't. Um, it actually doesn't make any sense. Inferno ran 800, fastest 800, 600, 400 metres of that race last start behind Rothfire was um, a genuinely run tempo. They probably didn't go as fast as they think, but they'll be high pressure race again. He can get over the top of them. He ran second in this race last year behind Wild Ruler. He loves the Valley. He loves second up. He's $20. I think he can run a place here for sure. Well, we align. Dangerous yeah, we, at, at a $20 do. pop. We do. The other ones, um, you were against it. September run. I love this horse's trial. Convinced she's back. And so I'm with two back markers. I don't want to go too hard. I think Pulele's the horse they all have to beat. A thousand metres... Fresh worries me a little bit. As you said, one from one at track and distance. That was on debut at Mooney Valley. Since then, Pulele hasn't run over 1,000 metres, which is a little bit of a concern for me. He's had 16 starts since. So first time at 1,000 since debut. Um, Jay Mack on Barry Six. He gets all favours. Pulele, he's got to be respected. But, yeah, the, the two, Tommy Tupay, the Inferno and September run, the two for me. I think the, the Inferno is a stupid price if you line him up through Cool and Gatter, Rothfire. He was as good as those, if not better. So I'm Inferno and Cool and Gatter with my two play, with Pulele the one to beat. Why no Cool and Gatter? You against Cool and Gatter? Uh, we'll need luck from Barrier One. It probably gets a right the right running behind the speed. Doesn't have to lead. Um, I thought it was okay last start. I just want to see um, her do it again against the big boy. This race isn't easier than last start, I think. And 
Yeah. I, We've had the Moyer on the cooling gatters yeah. eyes just for a long time and look, I might have a little stake in She's a chance. To, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> a chance for sure. It's a high pressure race. So I think it'll set it up for the two back markers. That's where I'm going. Yep. So um the Inferno from September run, Palali, clearly the horse to beat. I might have a little quinella there as well. Let's get to race eight, the stock stakes, the group two. Your favourite horse uh, heads the market here, Kiss on All Four Cheeks. It is your favourite horse, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a horse I like. She's your favourite horse, I reckon. Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Mwanga is probably the other one. No. Oh, You're mate. off Mwanga? Unbelievable. Um, which way are you heading or leaning to in the stock stakes? Are you oh, your favourite man? Yeah, shock horror here. Uh, kiss on All Four Cheeks. Superb last start. <laughs> I could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> Superb last start at Flemington. Uh, I think beat um, some horses uh, in there that, that are actually pretty good and and didn't really have much luck in running. Exploded late. I, I think um, from the 1,400 up to the 1,600 here, I just think has to be ridden like the best horse in the race here from Mark Zara. And uh, I think the draw's perfect in seven. I mean, gets in at 57 kilos. And I mean, look, you're only 56 and a half for Sonnery down the bottom. I, I'm, it meets them all at pretty well similar weight with a nice draw. It's just the best horse in the race. But it's just, and we said this last time, you've got to back the best. It drew 14 last start from a wide barrier. Had no right to win that, but it was just the best horse in the race. Lines up again, best horse in the race. Probably one of my better ones at Mooney Valley wins. Wow. Good case. Good case. Clearly the best horse in terms of handicap rating. So well in at the weights with that uh, weight for age scale, 170 handicap rating, carrying 57 kilos. You go to Barbie's Fox, who's a 79 handicap rater, or a groovy kind of love, who's 75, carrying the same weight. So you just put a pen through them on weights and measures, even yep. Skyhorse. Um, you make a good point. She's clearly a very good, very good horse. Now, she's yet to win beyond 1,500 metres. Um, from three attempts. She has run really well over 1,800 metres, though. So that was behind Regal Power and Western Empire in a Group 1 Kingston uh, which Town. Is a, yeah, so that's group, pretty good form. Which is a Group 1 race and against two genuine Group 1 horses. Correct. She's flying. She meets five horses that she beat last start in this race and actually meets Lady of Honour and Foxy Frieda better at the weights from that. So you're talking yourself into it here. But I think she's too <laughs> short. I thought... I thought <laughs> Everything you said's a positive. I think she's too short. Now for the negatives. <laughs> Daisy's and Glint of Hope ran really good behind her last start. They oh. actually um, meet her better at the weights. They will improve up to the 1,600 metres. They're both second up. So Kissing All Four Cheeks is now third up, whereas I think one of Daisy's or Glint of Hope can improve more from first up to second up. So they've got much more improvement to come. Daisy's one from run at the Valley, gets lane on Barry two, gets all favours, hit the line well, slightly held up along the inside there. Glint of Hope's the other one that worked home really Nicely down the outside. Um, got a lot of improvement. I just think Kiss on All Four Cheeks is too short. I'm not making her the lay of the day or anything, but she's oh, too short for please me. Please do it. And, please. Um, Daisies and Glen of Hopes can potentially give her a challenge. So I, I won't be diving in Kiss on All Four Cheeks I'll, at the price, mate. When we get to the education bit a little bit later, oh, one, of the things, one of the things for spring You're going to give me a lesson, are you? No, I just think one of the things <laughs> for spring, and I'm guilty of it, is – you find horses, and for some reason you go against horses in races because you're trying to find more value or something. If you if you find the best horse in the race and you can't make too many excuses, just back them. you just got to back the best horses. Yeah, but that said, it's all about price. And if you you can set your own odds, you can put up a price. And if it drifts, you can back at the same oh, point. Oh, you can That's do it all on Betfair. Betfair. That's the beauty of Betfair. But you're, right. gonna get, you're gonna get better than two forty back kissing off four cheeks on you Betfair. You are you're very worked up today and now it's time for the lay bin. Because it's a public holiday. Time time for the lay bin. Now, where do you want do you want me to start or do you do you wanna come off Look, the long I'm run? I'm just gonna 
you can go. And then oh. <laughs> stormed in from from wherever you come from. This is the uh, studio today. Very angry, as you said to me. You put the ball in your right hand. You were shining it in the run up. Yeah, DK coming Lily off, style. Coming off the long run, but I'm putting salts in the lave in. Sulks. Sulks. Oh, did you say Sulks? Sulkin of Sydney. Uh, Sulks is in the lay-in. He, he called me up a couple of days ago. Tommy, public holiday Thursday. The Sultan doesn't work, public holidays. Did he refer to himself in the third person? Yeah. Uh, uh, because I rate that. <laughs> I rate the that Sultan a lot. The doesn't work, public holidays, apparently. So he's in the lay-in. Um, the producer, well, not the producer, but the guy that helps behind the scenes, Carl, who came Tevez, on. Carlos Tevez. Carl, he came on the Brownlow Metal Show. You've never seen a bloke. Waltz around, chest out, promote his own show more three times more the promotion of the Brownlow show than any other show that in the history of Betfair. He's pumped it out everywhere. He's a bit of me time. He's loving it. So then gone back to the bosses and said the numbers are up yeah. on the on the views. Get, but me, it on, was get pro- me on more. But it was promoted five times. Get as me much. on more. He was. Oh, Carl, Carl get in the bin. <laughs> get in the I've bin. I've got plenty Carl. more. You go. You go now. Uh, Come on. Well, I travelled yesterday. And uh, it's traveling's always a good one for for getting things oh, for the lady. Airports, in. you could find plenty. Oh, so flew out at left home at four a.m. It flew back in at ten. So I got back into Canberra Airport and bars that don't have a normal beer. So <laughs> uh, I'm laying these bars that have got seventy five different types of XPA ale, craft, fagusi, fagazi, woozy, wazi, craft beer, <laughs> crap. I wanted a normal beer. Like just anything, even something that I moderately recognised. What's he go even, to? Like Asahi, Cult Draft, Peroni, Corona. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, you just give me a normal beer. So then you have to ask them and you feel like you're an idiot because you say, can I have something, please? That Because you don't know what any of these 75 <laughs> rare, you know, brewed hot things you know, that you need to eat with a spoon come from. And then you say – can you give me something that is, you know, reminiscent of a Carlton draft? And they look at you like you're infected with something. <laughs> Get in the bin. Bars <laughs> just at least have two normal beers as backup. And then, I, look, I might stay there or people might stay there. Craft beers nearly fully in the bin. But, yeah, All right. gee Come whiz. On. Anything else? Um <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Fire up, mate. Well, have we gone down the path of people standing up on, like going past you on planes trying to get off before you from the seats behind? We haven't. Have but we that's, laid that? That's definitely the lay-in. If you're on a plane and the seats in front of you clear and get off the plane first, you, you don't. Some Wait guy last night, four seats back, I was waiting, letting a lady out on my side. He went to go. I just put the leg out and said, you can hold it right there, buddy. You should know the rules. <laughs> get in the bin. Absolutely get in the bin. Did you clap when the plane landed, mate? You seem like that kind of operator. No, mate, I did not. <laughs> hire cars. When you get a hire car, right? <laughs> There's more. When you get a hire car and then they give you a code to scan out of the hire car place and you go all the way out, you get in your car and you go all the way out and you're snaking you down four levels and you get to the gate, which is only one way, and you scan the code and you can't get out, lay bin. Get your codes right. <laughs> They're all travel related because I did it yesterday. I've got so much more for the lay bit. I think we'll have to tune into SEN throughout the week. One more quick one, though. Oh, here we go. One more quick one. The Queen's death, it's obviously sad, but people that are, (laughs) people that are, I don't know where this is going. People that are um, getting videos of themselves laying flowers and they're doing the three, two, one. Yeah, go and then they need to it, they, they need to pay their respects, but they need to show that they're paying respects. Get in the bin, go sit flowers down there, and pay your respects without telling the world about it. 
Absolute joke. Put social media in the bin. You're fired up. Yeah, I am. Yeah, right. Is that a, More is winners, a, please. Yeah. <laughs> As an obviously found a winner this week, old Fitzy. He's oh, like, coming, I coming a, in hot. a monster last oh, week. Oh, here we go. All right. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to Rose Hill, uh, one of our favourite races, and it's only worth $1 million. That is in the lay bin itself, the Golden Rose. How is this race only worth $1 million? You see the best three-year-olds line up year on year. And the Golden Eagle's worth $15 million more or whatever. Absolute joke. Get in the lay bin. Um, we get to Rose Hill. Plenty of weather around Friday, Thursday, uh, a bit on Saturday. Railing the true. <coughs> Interesting to see how the track plays. But I reckon it'll be in the heavy range. Miles, and we start with race seven, the group two golden pendant over 1,400 metres. It's a really good race. Uh, which way are you siding? Nice race, this. Uh, some good horses in here. We've mentioned Star Tontos before around other races. I think it might find this one... Um, just a little bit too sharp. Really impressed with a horse called Jamia. You know that I always go down the Jamia part, but that run at Rose Hill last start. second favourite horse behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks? No, it was superb. Now, if it goes into the heavy range, this is where you've got to adjust here. Soft five currently. If this goes Huge in the, concern for me. Yep, yep. If it goes in the heavy range, you can let it go. But if it doesn't, uh, I'm going to be playing Jamia um, a little bit. There's another horse uh, in here called Nimalee for Maddie Smith and Regan Bayless. Now, can handle the heavy, can handle good going, pretty versatile. Trial I liked at uh, Hawkesbury. Ramwick before that, it was only two links off Zaki uh, and Ice Bath. That form line would stack up in here any day of the week. But wait for this, mate. I'm going to do it again. And I was right last time, and I'm going to be right again. Espiona, you can get in the lay bin. Uh, overhyped, has been for some time. Three from seven, remember, it, it won that last one on a heavy deck at Ramwick by four and a half when it beat Party for one. Um, if this goes to a full heavy, I'm not going to lay it as hard because I think it may even just be a genuine, like, just love it, just superbly wet. But gate 15, overhyped, Espiona lay. The good thing about her, if you're keen on her, she's got those SP profiles. So she's short. They'll keep her short in the market. They, they, These they, horses people are... continuously back this horse off essentially one win. But they also, a lot of people take market into calculations when they're doing their algorithms and the data and stuff like that. So she will ultimately, these horses that start short and have that boom, just continue to start short, short, short. It's Biona's best race was in behind Fangirl and that was on the 12th of Feb, right? So since then, mm-hmm. the other ones haven't been that great. They've just, I think they've even got progressively worse. So, uh, beat nothing in that party for one race. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lay. I think people can still remember the listed win at Flemington's second start when she absolutely annihilated her rivals. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think she's unders. I'm with Nimalee on top. So we got Shiraco with seven of these, seven of these come through the events, uh, the Shiraco. Electric Girl was okay there, had the perfect running behind the leader. Loved the run of Palazapan uh, and Startontes. Both of those worked home really well. Startontes tracked wide and ran uh, the fastest final 200 metres of that event. She did look to peak a little bit late, but probably entitled to given the um, tough run and worked wide. Palazapan was very strong to the line. Loved the way she's going. Um, Rawilla on, but Barrier 17 does her no favours. Espiona, obviously high horse, probably too short. Maya Whisper was okay late, but Nimalee just brings that different form. Was fantastic in a tramway. I think that's the right race. Beaten by two stars. It was a really high rating performance. Uh, we can talk about ratings later, Fitzy. Um, Awkward Barrier, which makes things tricky. I think she's a better horse with a, a suck run and cover. That's the only concern, but different form line. I think she's the value in the race, and I'm happy to be with her. Well, you're lying again. It's amazing. It is amazing. All right. Well, here we go. Golden Rose, the group one, 1,400 metres. What a race it is. I, 
Oh, yeah, I find the favourite in secret very hard to beat, Fitzy, but I'm very intrigued as to where you go. Uh, in secret's flying. You can't, and you can't go past the Godolphin stable at the moment. It's done nothing wrong. Um, hasn't let me down. Uh, look, even when it ran in behind Zoo Gotcha, I mean, <laughs> all that's going to be <laughs> like stacks, Frank since. Stacks, yep. stacks right up. Um, drawn superbly. Good job. Um, just, I, I don't know how much more I can say. You know that's biggest danger? Stable, mate. Golden Mile, Sam Clipperton. Um, I think really if you want to back two horses in the race, you just stick with Godolphin Blue and don't worry about the others. I know She's Extreme's a good horse. Jacqueneau probably has to be respected. Um, and, I mean, that form line stacks up a little bit too, um, more so with the rolling aft cabin. And we've seen what aft cabin was able to do uh, just on the weekend gone. Yeah. So I'd be uh, in secret, Golden Mile, Jacqueneau. If you back all three, I don't think you're going to miss. But if you want to shorten it up too, you know, maybe maybe leave Jack and O out. Big call, but um, in secret, um, should be winning this. My numbers in the Golden Rose, 16 in secret from three, Jack and O, seven Golden Mile, four, <laughs> Sajardin. Uh, I'd be nearly exactly the same. I think Jack and O's the bet in the race at the price. I, I think he's a great value at eight, $9. Um, I think he's the way to play. He brings that half cup in form, which is superb form now. Just don't want it really heavy for him. That's the concern. Really interestingly, the, the Phillies were dominant in their two-year-old season. They probably continue to be. We've seen Zugotcha win, um, obviously, in secret, won the lead-up in, in superb fashion. So no Philly has won this race since it's been run in the spring. Uh, Paratroopers was the only Philly to win the Golden Rose, and that was in the autumn due to EI. So the, they haven't got a good record. Obviously, the numbers, there's always less Phillies in, in it than Colts. But uh, this year... It, I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies win. So in secret, dominant win last start. She's got to be the horse to beat. I think Jack and I was the bet at eight or nine dollars. Golden Mile comes into calculations, and um, the other ones, Sajardin. Sajardin actually started shortest price out of all of those in the Golden Rose. I thought he did enough last start. Could never win where he was. I thought he found the line alright. Might be the best value for your multiples there. Sajardin gets through the wet. Okay, so um, sixteen three seven four. They're the only ones I'd be including in a quaddy. Um, those numbers. So, uh, but yeah, you can shop around and do your maths here. But oh, I'm exactly the same. I just yeah think Golden Mile's the same as Jack and I. Very intrigued as to your thoughts in the Group Two. Shannon Stakes, fifteen hundred meters. They all come through the Theo Marks bunch finished there. I don't know what to do with that race. Ellsberg was unlucky. There was a lot of unlucky horses. We had Rustic Steel unlucky. Big Boy Roy, a tissue come through the race. Um, before I give you my tip in the Shannon Stakes, where are you tipping? Uh, look, I think there's a, f- a couple here. I find this one really, really difficult, yep. uh, to it be honest. It is difficult. Um, I think probably if we take it on on a reasonable surface, um, the 10 and the 11 come right into it around the 6 and $7 mark, and that's Surf Dancer and Old Flame. I think they're both drawn okay. Uh, they're both horses that don't want it too heavy. Um, so that would be the play if the track's probably drying or on the better, you know, better side of heavy, of course. But if it's wet... We're in Sydney, won't be. Yeah, if it's wet, the one I that you need to play is Mount Popper up the top. Now, I know it hasn't had a run at the distance before. It's got an unbelievable heavy record. Really like the trial um, at Hawkesbury. You go back a couple of the runs on the heavier decks. It was in around some really, really nice horses. I think it'll be enough to win this. Uh, I'm going to do it again. I'm taking Ellsberg to the lay-bin. And uh, I'm taking Ellsberg on. You're so laying Ellsberg. Uh, I'm, I can lay Ellsberg here. Um, looks never one second up from three goes. Uh, I know it does like it wet. The the um, track and trip records only two from five. I just didn't think it went well enough um, in behind that Kaiku and Mr Mozart race, and I laid it there, and I'm going to lay it again. So uh, 
I mean, you've got a Kaiku. Well, Kaiku, Kiku. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Kiku. Kiku. I don't want Kaiku. Haikuya. <laughs> you know what I mean. Kaikuya, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I think with Lay's, you can just go and lay horses you don't think win right. But I think with Lay's, especially with what we do, you've got to make a statement. And we did it the other week. And so that's why Espiona and Ellsberg can I, get in the way. I then. think our, our lays are flying too between you, me, and Salts. We haven't had a winner recently. So we're doing all right. <laughs> that sounds funny, but it's good if yeah. we haven't had a. We <laughs> haven't had a lay that's won. Yeah. Um, Oh, I can't believe you've come up with the horse that I like as well here, Mount Popper. You've checked my run shade here. You've just copied me. One if wet. See this? One um, if wet. It will be wet. Absolute wet tracker. Trialed well at Hawkesbury. I can't believe this horse has come up such a big price, Mount Popper. Um, he's not a horse that I've liked at all in his campaign, but fresh last campaign, he was only 2.82 lengths off. Very elegant at weight for age over 1,600 metres. 1,500 metres short of his best, but wetter the better. Class horse. He's trial, trialling really well. Trial win uh, at Hawkesbury was good. He led there and um, showed speed. I think he's fresh. Willie Pike had a couple of winners Wednesday. Might be starting to be back in form. I just want to ask you this. Is from gate 13, is be midfield or a bit worse than midfield? You just don't want Pike to get in that habit of on a, on a genuine heavy deck, if it's that heavy, to get too far back and have too much to do. You'd need him to be a little bit more prominent. And we've... You know, we've maybe seen with a couple of these like, rides that he's been, I'll get back and I'll come home, and they just hasn't quite got there or been caught three deep. And yep. So we're just wanting to be a little bit more positive. Interesting to see how the track plays. He's got to find a position there from the outside barrier. Um, but Mount Papa showed a, a bit of speed in that 1,000-metre trial at Hawkesbury, so hopefully kept fresh, can find a right spot. No idea what Hawks do. They hate wide barriers as well, the Hawks team. So... Yeah, we'll see what the intent is there, but at the price he's a bet. Ellsberg was good last start. As you said, he's yet to win second up, but he's run some good races in, in group class company. Um, three seconds second up. He, he, it's not as if he's plateaued considerably um, second up. So um, I just didn't I didn't like the way Ellsberg trialled leading into this campaign compared to previous campaigns. I don't think he trialled as well, and it might have showed. I thought he was a little bit plain. He wasn't beaten far, but I've just really no idea what to make of that, Theo Marks. It was a race that we were heavy in Mr. Mozart's corner. We had Salts playing the jazz flute. All sorts happening. Um, <laughs> I it's just a good little gift, that. Bunch, it was a good gift. Bunch finish, a lot of unlucky horses. Yeah, I, I went looking for different horses. Kerwin's Lane can run well. Uh Mount Popper can run well. Pinarello, Pinarello's off a of derby prep, and I think it can run well. So I'm, I'm going against the Theo Marks a little bit. I've got Mount Popper on top. I can't believe we've lined up on a $20, two $20 shots. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, mates. Um, we've got to quicken up this show, but what did you make of the Brownlow? Well, I'll talk to you about the Brownlow wash-up. All right. Mm. So just Cripps got a $500 at one point when he got suspended on Betfair. <laughs> traded out. So someone's laid. If someone out there took that, took that you're, poor, you're a genius. Poor person that, that laid it at 500s and, and got off. Um, amazing. We saw Lockie Neal come in at fifteen on the night, get rolled. All sorts of drama on the count. Well, that's where we've spoken about it on the Betfair shows. Yes. That, that we, we went Neal early and we took the 20s price, right? And then what we had to do um, essentially was wait to some point to later. A lot of people now multied. Um, Neil as well into premiers and whatnot, but um, if you saw that on the night that I was tweeting when he hit a dollar sixty one, I went right now it's time to lay him out. A lot of people took it. You could still make the money. Then he looked like he was going to win, and then rolls into the last round. And I actually happened to call that game. I'm pretty sure the Brody Smith mm-hmm. game against oh, round twenty, yeah, yeah, round twenty, and uh, wow. 
Yeah, I should. You've put... got something to say here. Say it. No, I just say it. We well, said it on Twitter. He clearly, Coops uh, clearly wasn't best on ground, but he was probably best on ground round one, and didn't get the but three. Missed, yeah, missed so one vote. Swings and roundabouts, but that was a defining. As soon as he got three there in a twenty-nine point loss, um, Brady Smith had thousand meters gained and thirty-seven possessions, twenty-eight kicks. If you don't mind, he was clearly the best on ground in my opinion. But well, it's you're all about a, opinions. You're a Crow supporter too, so. Well, I watched the games closely, and he was <laughs> he was clearly the best on ground. Cripps yeah. is good. Probably deserved oh, the one. I, Cripps, I, but anyway. Geez, I was I was banking. I, I was just hoping it was he just got the two. I love and then a bit we got of the love a bit of clickbait too. The oh, people they chirping come in. For you, but Salts I, chimed in. It's people going. Oh, uh, you don't need to complain now that Cripps won the Brownlow and the suspension and that. If they got gets off the suspension, he wins a Brownlow. Wins a Brownlow. Well done to him. And you know what? It was actually tipped. Uh, on the WA Betfair Edge by his brother and Terry Layton. They both got on and got a price. <laughs> so, well done. There you go. Cripper and Terry. There you go. All right, enough of that. Let's get stuck into Sandown Hillside on Sunday. Group 1 racing continues. A huge weekend continues. We start with, uh, we'll do races 7, 8 and 9. We'll do it quickly. Group 1 Underwood Stakes. What a clash this is. We've got Zaki, Mr. Brightside, on Thunderstruck, the three key chances. Don't forget Alligator Blood. Alligator Alan Blood. Alan Andres will be out there. He'll be commenting oh. on this on Twitter. <laughs> Alan, we haven't forgotten it. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> um, who are you with in the group one, 800 metres? Zaki. Yes. Um, now, I'm super impressed with I'm Thunderstruck. The money's come early. Um, my only query about I'm Thunderstruck is uh, it's 1,800 metres. And... Uh, I know the horse has been up over 2,000, but the horse has never had a go at the trip. Um, and I am I know it'll run it, um, but I, I just I just think this might be a nice trip for a horse like Zaki that's four from five at 1,800 metres. Mm. Now, my small query on this race is a smaller field um, and tactics come into play. Jamie Carr, good decision maker normally. Um, look, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a cycling race. This they're going to wait and see who pours it in. If it's not in, then someone else will pour it in. Um, Alligator blood, you'd think, could probably take it up. Um, maybe a horse like um, Mr. Brightside or Nonconformist to be up sitting around it. The others will sit. There's no speed move up. Thunderstruck's probably the best horse, I think. Do you reckon? Moving forward, I think probably. If, if you had to, cool. if you had to pick between Zaki and Thunder now for the rest of their careers. If you had to take them now for the rest of their careers, which one are you taking? You'd think uh, you're taking the you're taking the eight year old gelding, yeah, well, Zaki, or you're taking comes, the five year old. Comes on down to age, right? Yep. But right well, now, who's a better horse? Well, I think Zaki wins this. Um, well, but go. Thunder, the, the, that win, it had no right. I took it on. We got the map right last start. It was going to get caught back the fence. Everything that we thought was going to happen in that race happened, and it still won. Yep. So nothing taking away from it, but I just don't think it's going to pan out that well this time with a superstar like Zaki. I reckon it's Zaki's time here. Might Tables might get turned in the Cox Plate maybe, but th- these are the two. This is your Cox Plate race, isn't it? Really? Yep. They're, they're, these that. are the two. Um, my play in the race is lay Mr. Brightside at $5. I think that's too short. I think Zaki or I'm Thunderstruck win. Um, interesting, Fitzy, these three met in a all-star mile, the three big guns. Zaki beat I'm Thunderstruck. Mr. Brightside ran fourth, three and a half lengths away, if you don't mind. Um, the market read Zaki $2.60. I'm Thunderstruck $9. Mr. Brightside 26 So there's an indication. The SP profile people out there will look at that, as I did, and say, on the back of that, Zaki's got to start favourite. And I know it was a while ago, but 
Mr. Brightside then came out, won at Doncaster, but meets I'm Thunderstruck some five kilos worse for that victory. So I'm happy to be against Mr. Brightside here at $5. I'm laying him. I'm very confident that Zaki or I'm Thunderstruck are better horses and will beat him. And yeah. You could just box them up, what, the one and two. I'm Thunderstruck and Zaki. They're better than the rest here, aren't they? Yeah. Zaki's been known to get beat short price as well. We, you said this a couple of weeks ago on SEN. If he got rolled first up in that tramway, then... But but that's the thing. He, he only gets rolled at a short quote um, um, when they don't pet, like when something goes awry with something. Like Huda beat him with Maximal and that when they were up at Eagle Farm going the other way. Yep. Um I, like you remember, this horse was two dollars for a cox plate when Animo and State of Rest won it. Two dollars, at two dollars, a long way out. He's a proper horse. I think he's right. He goes second up here, where he's three from seven. He's four from five at the trip. He he, he probably wins this, and maybe the tables get turned. But you can box him up. It's not. I'm not going to launch Zaki against I'm Thunderstruck. He's a star. Yeah, but it's an interesting well, one. I think the play there as well, Fitzy. Lay Mr. Brightside if you like both oh, of those yeah. to beat him. So yeah, lay agreed. Mr. Brightside five dollars. That's probably the play for me. I'm with Zaki on top. Group three Sandown Stakes, fifteen hundred meters. Really good race. Pinstripe goes into the race a, a narrow favourite. Which way are you leaning? Uh Pinstripe got to be respected. Horse is airborne. Goes second up here for Envy Yusufovic. Uh and well Mickey D draws. Well yeah, I'd make sure I always get that right when I had him on the show. There's a few people butcher it. Um Another one you've got to include is military expert, Annabelle Neesham. Don't say it. Annabelle Neesham and Jamie Carr. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to laugh. I said, said Jamie Carr's a um, good decision maker before. I had a little chuckle to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I assume, you, <laughs> assume you're talking about on horses. <laughs> yes, of course I am. Unbelievable. We're cutting that bit out. Right. Uh, third up here, military expert. I can't wipe the smile off my face. 54 kilos. Um, this horse... This horse is going superbly. Super win at the Valley. I don't I don't like Mooney Valley form. I normally scrap it, but it, it savaged it. Um, the win before at Caulfield, superb beat El Rocco. Got a lot of time for El Rocco. Horse is flying. Annabelle's flying. Money on early. Military expert to beat Pinstriped. And I think you've got to include Dragon Leap from Gentleman Roy. They're the four for me, but military expert on top. Pinstripes clearly on top for me. Savage the line last start. Ran faster 600, 400, 200 of the entire program, if you don't mind. Yeah, Just had fine. no right to, to do what he did. Uh, the tempo was genuine, but the leader um, kicked clear and he, Pinstripe just couldn't win. He's a real line chaser. I love that. I think Sandown suits him perfectly. The long straight. He ran home in 11.8, uh, 11.8, final 200 metres there. Enormous run. Um I think he's the horse to beat. Dragon Leap was good in the Memsey. Gentleman Raw is going well. Good win last start. Three weeks off. Uh, jump out was okay since. But pinstripe for me in the Sandout Stakes. No military expert for you? Not for me. Oh. I've got my money's money off military expert in the last two starts, and now it's time to jump on pinstripe. Well, now it's time to jump on one, and you can jump on here. Well, we're, it's about time we've clashed, had a difference in opinion. Oh, we have uh, a difference here? No, but the, the oh, previous, military, military expert. expert. Yeah. All right. He's talking about race nine at the listed uh, Testarossa Stakes, 1,300 metres, and you're, who are you, I assume you're with I Wish I Win? I Wish I Win, and you will win. Uh, only dangers, Ayrton, box the two up. Don't worry about any of the others in the race. They are no chance. If you want to lay anything else, lay them. I Wish I Win will beat Ayrton, and they will be three and a half clear of the next um, horse. Ayrton's their only shock, but just I, I know the first up record's Elite by Ayrton, but I reckon we're into a proper horse here with I Wish I Win. And he goes second up here. Gate 11, you know, take the exactor, 
back I wish I win. If people want to challenge you and say it doesn't win, get them to put a price up on Betfair and go and take it. Oh, if you don't like it, lay it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, on top, best at, be the best there. There you go. I can't argue. I think he's the horse to beat. I wish I win. Um, not much else in the race. He's race fit and was going to start favourite in a, a group one it, that's last the, start. It's the Quinella, Quinella of the of the decade. Wow. Okay. Well, well there's no we'll other horses that. getting anywhere near them. Well, quite that. All right. Um, we'll do this very quickly. Okay. Just some education stuff back to school. Um, anything you want to talk about? Some advice for punters in the spring? I, I think – we're getting into that time of year where a lot of people that aren't probably into racing as much yep. um, become more interested. And I think when that happens, uh, you can get overloaded with information that's a little bit unnecessary. So we were talking off air about a maybe a little... Unnecessary, yeah. Well, a bit of a spring guide, as in don't let too much information crowd you in regards to what you want to do or how you want to go about your form. Now, if, you, if you're watching this or you're watching other or listening to other programs, you're going to hear a lot about... Um, people talk about their ratings or or other rating systems. Now, there's like hundreds of different of types of rating systems. Yeah, ratings what, at the end of the day still opinions. A lot of them. Yeah. Obviously. So, so times in- I wanted to probably use this education part about that. That a lot of people get involved. I start listening to podcasts, racing shows. You know, uh, uh, shows like this, where you can get caught up in in rating systems. And oh, someone says no, it's on top on their ratings. Now that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> It means nothing because on their ratings could be different to the next guy's ratings, which are different to the next guy's ratings. It's, in my opinion, and a lot of these tipsters and form analysts out there are going to come for me, it's absolute crap. It is <laughs> It is just if you like a horse, you've done your form, that you don't have to go too, like, too deep and, and start listening to too much outside noise. Be confident in your ability to find one. Stick with your confidence and, and go that way because I think in spring you get a lot of people that – you get post-race experts, you get a lot of tipsters that come from nowhere that don't do the formal year. You get people that will buy tips, um, which you just don't need to do. Uh, you get people that um, have got rating systems and rating surveys and that can stack up. You can overload yourself with too much information – and if there's one bit I can give anyone to educate them for the spring is just back yourself, find one or two people that you want to talk to, align yourself with or discuss and go that way. But don't get overloaded on ratings, you know, and uh, all this sort of overhype of, of times and all this sort I of stuff. I think what you're trying on. to say is clarity is important. You clarity. Need to know, you need to know what you're good at, what you do well. Back, I didn't say that very clearly, Back did yourself. I? <laughs> uh, you, you potted everyone. And then... Well, I didn't pot everyone. Just, it's, just, it's all relative to opinion. Yeah. No, if you, obviously, you're not potting ratings, people. If you've got a rating system or whatever, and I use ratings as well, you just got to use them how you best works for you. If you're listening and if you're a casual, casual punter and new to the game, don't get sucked in. Have clarity. Do your form. Find out who you want to listen to and follow that in. Don't get... But that's the point. Of you use, you use a rating system, but that's a rating system for you. Yeah. Correct. What I'm saying is, is you don't want other people to be like, if they go and listen to four tipsters and they've two have got it on top in their ratings and two it underneath, it confuses them. Um, that's because it's their ratings. So their ratings are theirs. Um, I, I just don't get too carried away. If you like something, go and back it. And if you think something won't win, go and lay it. <laughs> I like it. Like it. Um, all right, let's get to your best bets and best lays, Fitzy. Uh, best bets. Well, we'll go Sandown. Um, race nine, number four, I wish I win. I think uh, I wish I win is just going to be too strong there. And the best bet there will just be just box that up with uh, Ayrton. I mean, that's 
or, or whack that in, however you want to do it. Yep. They're the only two in that race. Um, I'll do it. Let's go to Mooney Valley Friday night. Yeah, race eight, number one, kiss on all four cheeks. You just back the best horses in in, in the race, uh, and I'll take it. Um, if I went to Rose Hill, I think the best bet there will be race eight, number 16, in secret. You've got a lot of bets, mate. Well, it's each track, aren't we? Oh, well, one go best for it, each yeah. Track. Why yeah. Not? Why best not? bet up there will probably be in secret. I mean, value's going to be, there's probably a few there. Uh, Lays, uh, Espiona and Ellsberg, my two lays oh. of the day. Huge day for Fitzy. My best race six at Rose Hill, number one best at Bordeaux. Uh, I think it's going to be very hard to beat. I think Cadre du Noir is going to be very hard to beat as hey. well. Race four, number one, very I've, hard to beat. I've You've written Cadre yeah. du Noir best, but I thought I'd just like save that one best, for later. Best lay, um, race six, number seven, Macram at Mooney Valley Friday night. I also think Mr. Brightside won't win, so I'm happy to lay Mr. Brightside as well at uh, Sandown Sunday, mate. That'll do us. That's it. I probably gave out too many, but who cares? Who cares? Good luck on the the punts. Gamble responsibly and uh, have a great weekend. Watch uh, the grand final. Are you going? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Here we go. If anyone out there has got a ticket, just let me know. (laughs) Enjoy a huge weekend. Thank you and uh, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858.